This episode is brought to you by the content creators at Live City Media. They've been filming and editing since 2013 and know exactly what it takes to make your brand's online presence pop. Head over to livecity.media to connect with the team today. Hey man, how are you? I'm good. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. It was a busy, busy time. Uh, per yeah. That Adulting. we can say, adulting. Yeah, I think we can summarize it with one word. No, it's uh, yeah. I'm I'm now live from my uh, my new my new home on the south shore of yeah, Montreal, you got, Quebec, you got your own Canada. Little, uh, man cave going on right now. Yes, I'm really happy with it. But I have, uh, as Sean explained to all of you last time, I have uh, network issues. I think that Wi-Fi, I overestimated how easy it is to, uh, I don't know, like just to, 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 to use simple Wi-Fi and to have good connection from your basement. It's more complicated than uh, one thinks. But it's okay. Right now, I seem, I seem to be live. The network is good. So uh, I'm happy to be here. It's been, uh, it's been a few weeks. I'm happy to yeah. talk about with my bro. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, just for the listeners, it is raining a little bit here. In case you hear like pitter-patter on my window in the background, that would be why. Just as a heads up. Yeah, not me. I'm too. Uh, <laughs> I'm too yeah, deep. Like yeah, you're literally ears. in the cave uh, <laughs> next to uh, the window right now. So, just letting everyone know. Uh, I, don't, I wanted to get us in the habit of doing this at the front because I mentioned that on the last show. But uh, if it's your first time here, welcome. If it's oh, you coming back, welcome back. Uh, Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on the Anchor FM and Google Podcasts. So wherever you like to listen. We're there, and if you can give us a like, a review, a follow, all that good stuff, and then you can check us out on ScreenHub blog as well. Oh, yeah, well said, brother. Thanks. Thank you. Um, what are you drinking? What do you have in front of you for this evening, for this fine Monday evening? I have a rum and coke. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. What, what is your what is your rum of choice for that uh, for this uh, rum and coke? It's the Appleton Estate, just the, the regular flavor Appleton. Appleton, uh, nice. It's one of the better rums out there. I, I, I don't want to mix with good rum like uh, my El Dorado or anything like that, but I also don't want to use bad rum like Captain Morgan or mm. Bacardi. So I think Appleton is – Appleton's kind of, kind of rum you want to cook with. Yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah. Uh, I had Appleton before. Uh, I quite didn't like like it. It's good for mixing, definitely. Yeah, so uh, I opted to use that for a Coke. Uh, I realized I have not had a Jack uh, rum and Coke in a long time. I was debating having a Jack and Coke or a rum and Coke, but I opted to go with the rum and Coke. I didn't. I didn't have a rum and Coke since and a, and a Jack and Coke since forever. I think I, I, I think lost the taste for this. <laughs> For, I've lost the taste for the sweetness of a Jack yeah. or a rum and Coke. So, uh, but, but I figured I don't know. it's Monday. It's raining a little bit, and I kind of just wanted like a little bit of a pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. So this uh, instead of coffee, you have you have the Jack yeah, Coke and the rum exactly. and Coke. So Good. I, I opted for that. I'm on a cocktail as well, actually, more traditional. But um, for my birthday, I think I told you maybe last time, I received a shitload of gin. Yeah. <laughs> for my 30th birthday so i have so many bottles that i had to, to get through so i i i i i, um, I mix myself a gin tonic but the gin i'm using is a um, local quebec product that i've never heard of before but it's actually quite good uh it's called mugo gin and it's basically done with um pine trees so i mean like the pines from the pine trees so you have like that london dry finish to it but you have a nice little herbal like taste throughout so it's a nice little mixture for gin and tonic i'm really happy with it uh so it's a local product try to encourage local distillers and producers uh but this one is a nice find i'm really happy with it so uh thank you my good friend Catherine, for offering me this it's a good what, one uh, what color is the gin 
Well, no, it's uh, transparent. <laughs> like uh, pretty much all the gins. Well, no, not all of them. Seen. Yeah, there's a few that aren't transparent. So that's why I thought I would Like ask. Ungava, which is yellow, interesting. Yeah, and and sometimes they're pink gins. For, yeah, and uh, no, the bottle is blue. But not, oh, not see, I, I'm not a big gin guy, so <laughs> bottle is blue, down. but the liquid is clear. <laughs> I gotcha. But yeah, and Gava yeah. is like kind of like a yellowish tinge. And is yellowish, yeah. And you have something like pink, also pink gins with uh, like I don't know, like grapefruit flavor inside. Yeah, yeah. Mm, girly, girly, girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's okay. It's refreshing. Well, it's not too bad. Well, not for me. Not for me. So yeah, we have a lot of our on our plate this week. But um, first and foremost, I think that last time you spoke about Endor, um, and yeah, I'm in Endor. <laughs> a little show called Endor, and I wasn't there to comment on my end, but I was list, I was watching as well. So I, I watch all what it's been five or six episodes. We did six episodes last week. Six. Okay, we're at yeah, six. So we're halfway done the season already. So, yeah, I'm curious, just really quickly. We're going to be de- dedicating an episode entirely to Andor coming up. What are you thinking of the show so far? I'm happy with it. Um, it's, it's again, I think I've used this expression a lot, but it's a slow burn. But it's okay in this case because I think that... You know, what Ryan Johnson, I think, said when he was doing The Last Jedi that he said there's more to Star Wars than just, like, the sci-fi, the characters, the war, the, just the good versus evil and a pure sci-fi fun. And you know what? Like, I think I didn't believe him when he was doing, like, when we saw The Last Jedi. But seeing this show, I'm like, well, I think now I'm starting to see it because... Of all I've seen, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'm not far off. I think in terms of script is the most evolved, complicated, and human script we've had, I think, since maybe The Empire Strikes Back, to be honest. I think this is... It's a really big claim, and I'm probably inclined to agree with you. Uh, the the script is definitely the the highlight of the show. I would say, like the writing is. It's super well written. Super yeah, well it's, written. It's prestige it's, TV level. Yes, and it's complicated as hell when you're hearing the the characters talking about their technology, about like their reasoning as to why they're fighting the Empire. You're just like, all right, now this could have been French Resistance, like I don't know, like mm-hmm. during World War II or something like that. You know, something similar. So, I'm really impressed with the quality of the writing we're having. Uh, the depth of some of the characters, um, Endor, not yet. Eventually, maybe I think still he's still a little flat to my taste yeah. right now. Endor is ironically the weaker part of the show. Yeah, but everything around him and the story around him are mm-hmm. utterly compelling. I like the Imperials a lot. I like the um, the like the just the the normal kind of I don't know uh, everyday job kind of Imperial trying mm-hmm. to get a living who are trying to impress their boss and their boss's boss and whatnot. Like there's a, there's a huge corporate. Yeah. But it's, it's fun because sometimes you're, you're, it's always like almost as if you're watching suits, but like inside the empire, you know? So it's, it's a lot of like, okay, I have a big job. I need a promotion. I want to have a pay raise and whatnot. So it's really a corporate machine and you're just like, okay, it's, well, it's it makes sense. It works. So, Suits with two S's. Yeah, yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. But I, I, we don't have that much screen time with them. But I mean, the uh, the investigative office of the of the the Empire. What's the name of the like the all ISB? the white the white the yeah the the white suits yeah okay yeah. so this is really interesting i like yeah, this they're like a lot imperial gestapo meets yeah CIA. the ss of yeah this cia or the ss of the the empire that that portion i really like and i'm curious to see what they're gonna do with karn uh who yeah. is the is he uh, gonna Imperial officer is he gonna lace up and join the empire fully is he gonna become a bounty hunter I don't, I don't know, know. <laughs> or maybe yeah. an ally well maybe mm-hmm. not an ally we'll see but it's now interesting yeah the the villains of Andor I think I really like I like Luthen as well the I like Luthen I like Mom Mothma as well yes uh, she's not like, in there that much but I, I like where she comes from like yeah. I'm, I'm and I like, like all the scenes she, that she's yeah. been in yeah, yeah but so. Luthen amazing um, and again that he has to hide like his identity he has like his fake hair he, he like plays a role it's really poetic and really sophisticated in the way he speaks but now like the max fades when he, he leaves Coruscant then he's more like ferocious and more aggressive and more down to business so I'm just like okay yeah everything you're doing near the Empire is a facade 
So I, I like the complexity of it. I like the script. Uh, it's slow, but I don't mind it because I know that it's going to pay off. And lo- the last episode paid off a little bit. Oh, so I was happy. The last episode was... We'll get into it in the when we yeah. talk about the season as a whole, but... But yeah, I know I like it for sure. I liked definitely the best Star Wars material we've had since Mandalorian season two. And even then, I mean, it's it's it would be unfair to compare this show to Mandalorian because it's it's really different. It's not the same thing. Very it's different. really like much yeah. more political, much more like we're much more into conversations, plotting. Uh, we're yeah, not into the action of, uh, that much. Yeah. yeah, Mando's an action adventure, and yeah, this, this is, is a not political it. thriller. Yeah. Yeah, pure, pure and simple. It's a political yeah. thriller. But I like it. So far, I enjoy it, for sure. I'm really happy watching it. Yeah, same here. Uh, I'll be very excited to talk about the, the season as a whole when it is done. Yeah. That'll probably be in three or four episodes, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. Maybe in a month, yeah. Yeah. But so no, somewhere, like the, somewhere like that. Well, yeah, we still have six episodes left. And then depending on when that episode falls on a recording schedule... A month and a half to two months, uh, give or take. Okay, so near right before Christmas, basically. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, awesome. Yeah, yeah so uh, cool. Thanks for joining. Uh, f- thanks for bringing me into the conversation. Uh, so I'm Not now we're, we're full updated on Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Um, you also saw Halloween Ends over the weekend. Oh, yes, I did. Uh, you did, late Sunday evening. But, yeah, it's a, it's Halloween season. So I guess that today and the next episode, maybe before Halloween, we'll have a, a little uh, – or share of uh, Halloween movie or scary movie discussions. Yeah. But, so um, I haven't seen it, and I haven't seen Halloween Kills yet. Uh, I, I really like 2018 Halloween, but I heard that Kills was nowhere near as good. And then the reviews no. for End came out. And um, this movie has not gotten – great reviews and a lot of that seems to stem from it being unexpected and not doing what the trailers said it was going to be having seen the movie what are your thoughts on that and what are your thoughts on the movie you know it's fascinating because i don't get why it's such a problem because again so you're People are f- are frustrated because the the te- the trailer and the teaser basically just hide they, they did hide everything that was truly happening in the movie. So you went there with a fresh perspective and you you were surprised from beginning to end of what was really happening. So I don't get why that's a problem to be honest. First and second of all, how much how many times are you gonna do the slasher film? Like as the pure formulary, for, um, the pure formula of a slasher film, just accumulating the bodies, the victims being killed with a knife, and you don't get a sense that the killer was killed at the end, or well, maybe he is, maybe he's not, and there's a sequel. And David Gordon Green, the director of this film and the entire like trilogy since 2018, like understood that and just said, "All right, I think it's time that we address that Halloween." can be more than just a repetitive formula of slasher films it's there's something more to it than that and again that's why i think both myself and eric who works uh, for screen hub as well who's a big fan of the halloween franchise who wrote the review for us um we both really enjoy halloween halloween ends because again it was nothing as we expected it to be and it was fresh as hell it was unique it was original and it was the first, well, not the first, maybe the second, but it's the second official Halloween movie to not be about Michael Michael Myers. Like, Michael Myers isn't there, but he's in maybe three or four scenes. And it's not necessarily about him. It's about, about what he caused before and the effect of that, like, his killings over the community and now the community is evolving because of this. But he's not, he's not the main antagonist of this film. He's not. So that which is really interesting, um, I don't, but I don't want to get into spoilers that much because I still want to encourage people or listen to go see Halloween Ends because the the I mean the spoiler is pretty big so I won't go into like much of it but I I just want to say that it's I think it's a bold statement but I think that Eric and I we share it but we think that it's the best Halloween film since the original possibly. 
2018 is not far. 2018 is not far. I think like it's it's a big battle between 2018 and this one to see which one is best. But I think that it works so well with me because I'm not a huge Halloween fan. Like I, I just discovered it recently. The first one I saw maybe like three years ago, three or four years ago, right before 2018 got out. So I'm not, and I haven't seen all the sequels. So I'm I'm still looking at the franchise with a fresh perspective and like your fresh, fresher eyes. And again, I like that it's it wants to be bold and divisive, and it it worked for me. Like I'm just, it's not all Halloween movies need to be about Michael Myers killing people. It needs to be deeper than that, and I think that this movie understands that. So it's it's gonna surprise you for sure. It's gonna be divisive. Maybe you won't like it because you're such a big fan of slasher films. Not you, but maybe the <laughs> the listener. But it's good. It's 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 it was a really fresher ta- like take on slasher films overall and what it can actually achieve and it's a good film it's good nice like, honestly you were saying that it sort of subverts the slasher genre oh 100 um, yeah <laughs> so is this movie still a slasher or is it more of like a drama is it more of a thriller like how does it def- redefine the expectation it's par- i would say it's part slasher part drama part romance like romance plays a big part in this film surprisingly um like the center of it is mostly a romance uh but it's there's some slasher-esque elements to it towards the end but maybe it's for 20 minutes of the film like the rest of it it's not it's not really that much so it's so it leads up to like a final act that's like a slasher act but it's a horrific romance. Lead. I'm trying to find like a nice, a nice comparison. Like, what is a horrific romance? Maybe like Dracula or something like that. But it's it's more like this. It's not, it's 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 not a Friday the Thirteenth, Jason, like just regular Halloween movie. It's not. It's it's something deeper. Um, so there's slasher element elements, but at the core of it, it's a horrific romantic tale. I would say. Yeah. Interesting. So. Well, it's very interesting. It'll be very interesting to see how this movie ages because, like I said, the the initial reviews for this movie haven't been great. I think it's rotten. It is rotten. I think at like thirty nine percent. So I think it's yeah. it's so yeah. it's interesting that you and Eric are giving it such high praise, considering the reviews and like I said, some of the reviews I've seen largely called out well this isn't the movie i thought but again like it depends if which yeah seems like such a juvenile critique so it's 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 funny because maybe the critics are really fan of the genre and they wanted it to continue so if that's it like if that's what they wanted for sure they didn't they didn't get it with this film i can understand that but again i mean i thought that people were exciting on something more fresh and not just replicating the same formula over and over and over again um, so that's why I'm a little, but I think, you know what? I think this movie is going to get in respect, like in the next couple of years, I think it's going to age better right now. It's like too, like, Oh shit. Like we didn't expect it. This, this is like, this is freaking <laughs> out of the, out of norm for a Halloween film. And that's fine. But I think that it's eventually we, we need to rise above the material and say, okay, what's the real potential of the Halloween series and the director. And I think Danny McBride who writes it. Uh, with David Gordon Green, he mm-hmm. understood this. Like he said, okay, we Halloween can be more. We'll make it. We'll make it more. And they say it may be beyond Michael Myers. Halloween is beyond this. And I think it was done before with Halloween Three, which was done in the eighties. I didn't, I didn't see that film, but it's not about Michael Myers. That film, if I recall, it's kind of the same thing here. Even if Michael Myers is in it. Um, but it's, um, yeah, no, I, again, I'm, I'm think I'm really happy to be like, I don't know, part of the minority here and enjoying it, the film for what it is, because I didn't see the trailers that much before. I didn't read about the movie that much. I was like, I just entered with like zero clue of what was happening and I was really happy with it. Like I didn't, not much jump scares, a few, but not much, um, scary at times, but not that much. It's more of a psychological, again, it's more like you'll have Christine. I don't. Have you seen Christine by um, the? Yeah, okay. So yeah. there's a lot of Chris. Stephen yeah. King. There's a lot of like the Stephen King book and as well the movie. There's a lot of this in this film. 
Um, yeah, Eric mentioned that in his review yeah. as well. He specifically Christine, called out Christine. Uh, what else can I? What else can I compare this to? Um, again, like the effects of bullying on people, fear, how people are gonna react to that, how they're gonna try to rise above it and live better days, how just like what constant like like sprees of murder uh, of murders like year after year in a small community is going to do to people psychologically and just how people people are doing their best to repel like potential threats it's it's really about this and they explored it a little bit in halloween kills which is the the previous entry which is not that great it's fine but not excellent but here it's much more human then how Halloween kills everything is done super rapidly and then you're just like okay we we should have explored this a little more it's like after what 88 minutes it's over and you're just like ah, no this is well done um and it's not it's not a flawless film there's some things I think towards the end you should say oh maybe they could have been done this a little differently it's not a perfect film but it's for a Halloween movie it's it's kind of fantastic it's kind of great uh honestly so it steps above its yeah, contemporaries and it's. And it I think that's it's. It, there's no harm done. I mean, it's at the end of the day. I mean, that's what movies are here for. You know, surprise us, trying to take us somewhere different we've never been before, trying to make it more. It's all about the friends we've yeah, made along the no, way. Yeah, no, for sure, man. So um, th- that's why I'm always surprised at movie critics and just people ranting on on the web, just like, oh, it's shit. Like, well. What were you expecting? You wanted the same thing all over again, all the time? I think a lot of movie critics, which is ironic because we we blog, we write about movies, but I think those who do it as a job carry with them a sense of entitled expectation. But I don't know why, but there's always this resistance to change or this celebration of breaking the status quo it's it's always one of two yeah. extremes it's either you've changed something and it's great or you do the same thing and it's great and then you have the vice versa for both and it seems to come and go and like yeah perfect ways. example of this and we talk about it many times even me on screen hub but james bond i mean that was able to they were able to adapt and modernize the character to to today's era here it's a little different, but it they, they try to do the same thing, and it's it kind of works. So uh, again, last fr- last phrase or my conclusion on this for people listening: um, if you're a big fan of the Halloween franchise and you you love the slasher film, you won't like this film, and it's totally understandable. But again, I'm just warning you: like before you go and you want to rant your ass off like on this film, trying to just have like bigger. And open-minded on okay, can can we allow this franchise to move on above like its formula that it's been going on for that's been going through like for the last forty years, um, and I think it can. So and for the people like me who know Halloween a little bit, not much, like maybe they saw the original but nothing else. This is gonna this you're gonna like. This is cool. Um, it's more poetic. Uh, it's more. It's the, the drama, I think, is even more impactful than just a normal horror movie. It's, this, this shakes you up, like, inside your bones. It's, it's, it, this movie has heart, basically. It's, it's a horror film. Yeah, we can call this a horror film, but it's a horror film with heart. And I think that's the best ones that you, you, can, you can watch and you can admire. Like, I don't know, maybe movies, mm-hmm. movies like Cabin in the Woods, movies like, um, what else? Like, horror with heart. Wow, American Psycho maybe, but again, I know you're not a big fan of this one. But <laughs> it's there's yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's there's more to it than just your regular everyday horror popcorn film. It's it's better. It's better than the right. average, and it deserves like higher marks than it got, than it gets. And I'm pretty confident it's gonna get better reviews as time goes by. But we'll see. So see it, please, and you too, Sean. <laughs> I very much want to. I'll have to watch Kills first. Yeah. Tis the season tis for the season. that. <laughs> so I can definitely add that to my to-do list and try to get around to seeing Halloween ends before yep. the 31st. You have two weeks, coming up, two weeks and a half. Is coming up. you're done. <laughs> I got this. Uh, before we go to the, the main topic du jour, just wanted to 
Remind the lovely listeners that we have a link in the description for Level Up Sabres. Christmas yes. is coming. Don't forget that. And if you want to give someone you love, a friend, a really cool lightsaber that's combat ready, why don't you just go down to the description below. There's a link. Great, great stuff that's made by Alan. He's been on the show before. And if you buy something off the link, we get a little something out of it as well. And that goes to helping out the site. So you get a cool saber. We get to grow. Yeah, Super Master Alan for his uh, super state-of-the-art lightsabers. And uh, again, this what you said about like maybe try to ask your loved ones for a state-of-the-art lightsaber for Christmas. Uh, I'm trying to do my best with my girlfriend here, but I think that considering <laughs> we moved in in the new house, she said you want you don't want anything a little more useful for the house. I'm like it's gonna be super useful. I can like make lights with it in the in the basement if like the lights go out. I'm like it's yeah. super useful. It'll be your, your exactly, LED, my LED on, the, on shelf. the shelf exactly if I lose power so nope. yeah <laughs> so bear that in mind okay yes we're gonna devote the, probably the rest of the runtime to this but it's in the bag now all eight episodes so spoiler yeah, I, alert I think we can but go we're going spoilers, to be yeah. talking uh, yeah uh, yeah spoilers uh, Lord of the Rings the Rings yeah. of Power we're, we're just going to talk about it, what we liked, what we didn't like, what worked, what didn't work, and just, just break you it down. You first, though, because you're the Tolkien connoisseur, and I think I can react a little better to what you, you said first. So go go for it. Go go nuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been writing the, the weekly reviews, which, by the way, let me just say, for those who also go to the site, keeping up to date with a full-time job and then doing the Andor House of the Dragons, and Lord of the yep. Rings reviews. I hope you guys appreciate that because it it's is. a lot. But, uh, uh, so Rings of Power has gotten a lot of hate online. And even after the show is done, it's continued to get a lot of hates. Um, I like this show. I, I will say that uh, I think there are parts of it that could have been better. And we'll get into that. But there's also a lot. I'm, I'm still there. I'm, I'm ready for season two. And I hope that season two learns from some of the mistakes of season one to make an even stronger season. Yeah. The we, we can get the weaker stuff out of the way first on my end because it's... it's which includes people who've worked on Better Call Saul, Sopranos, and Stranger Things. I did find the writing was the weaker and most inconsistent mm-hmm. aspect of the show. Uh, some parts were really good. Um, chiefly, anything that to do with Yarn yeah. and Elrond, yes. I thought was mm-hmm. the the highlight of the show. I didn't really like Galadriel, but I also fully understand her arc now at the same time. And I think we'll get a much different character come the second season. So I can appreciate the the arc now that I've seen the whole thing. I think she's put down the sword. She's no longer chasing mm. revenge. Um, but there, there are just other elements with the writing. And I think the main issue with the writing that was a bit of a problem was the unnecessary use of the mystery boxes. There was a lot of, well, who is this? Well, who is this? Who is this? And the show would give enough evidence to support multiple theories. And I wonder if it was written in such a way that they were hoping for, like, internet engagement trying yeah. to like, drive traffic. Yeah. And, like, for example, and I lost Yes, the you bet, did. <laughs> but I did. Uh, but one of the reasons why I thought that the stranger was going to be Sauron was one of the first images we see of the crater looks like the Eye of Sauron. And then Sauron's theme plays. So with the benefit of hindsight, knowing that he's actually a wizard, 
this seems like a, a, a huge misdirect now, like now that we know, like why, why did Sauron's theme play there? They were trying to do the same thing they did to the witches, basically, because the witches, they saw what we saw and they said, oh, okay, he must be our master. He must be Sauron. So we're in their uh -huh. camp. But they didn't yeah, have the musical. Yes, of course. Yeah, but they didn't they, have no, the they cues didn't. and the of camera course. angles. So they they to... wanted us to believe that it was him. So I did, like, I know maybe yeah. people didn't like that portion that much, but we can start with this. Um, but no, but no, please finish first and then we'll jump into the the finale. Yeah, so I think that was one of the, the main things. Like, I think the show should have been a bit more straightforward. I, I Keeping uh, Halbrand closer to the chest would have been fine because he was left a bit more ambiguous. But they really tinkered with the stranger. They even called him the stranger in the credits. I think come episode four or something, they should have just been like, nah, this guy's a wizard. There, there's no reason to hold that information from the audience. And I think it was one of the, the bigger problems mm. with the show. Um, but on the flip side, uh, like I mentioned, Duran Elrond, their backs must be broken carrying the show. Carrying yeah. the show. They, were, they were great. Um, the score from Bear McCreary pretty, pretty good was really good. Like I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, the stories bounced around. In that, by the time the the season was done, I thought characters like Theo, Bronwyn, and Arondir. I don't see a place for them in the future. Mm. Like I feel like they were absent in the final. I feel like if we were to just remove them from the narrative, nothing would happen. And another thing, going back to the, the writing, we could cut the the sword hilt plot, the, the subplot with the sword hilt. We can cut that out and just be like, evil is returned. And then the volcano yeah. could blow up. Nothing really changes. It feels a bit more manufactured. And the more you think about it, you're like, this kind of feels mm. dumb. So little things like that where I'm like, I'm not so sure about. But I'm thinking back on like older scenes with Halbrand and he's he's whispering in the ears of Arfarzan in, in the jail cell and he's talking to Galadriel like I have my own plans and Sauron actually never lies to her. He's very upfront. It's like where'd you get the pouch? Well, I found it. He actually never lies no. to her, but he he says it in such a way that he says what Galadriel wants to hear. So I thought that was actually really good. I thought that was one of the stronger aspects of the writing, which goes back to my, like, the writing can be quite inconsistent at times. Um, the the stuff with Numenor overall, pretty yeah. interesting. Overall. How Farzan, overall, I like how Farzan is, he's worried about death and he's worried about the, the elves and that's going to, you know, lead up to stuff later on. Um, Elrond's going over to to Khazad-dûm trying to save his people, but Celebrimbor and Gilgalad having not given him all the information. I do wish we had less of Theo, Bronwyn, and Arondir, and more Celebrimbor struggling with creation. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have Gilgalad like breathing down his neck like, why don't you have the solution? Why don't you have the solution? Because it kind of feels like they introduced him, forgot about yeah. him. By the time the finale came in, it was just like, we're yeah, making rings of power. Rushed, wasn't so, it? Like the last episode. Yeah, I thought it was rushed. was rushed. Regarding that portion. Yeah. I think they just forgot. That was like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. The show is called Rings of Power. We should have rings of power in the show. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely wish they would have exhibited Celebrimbor's uh, creative Yeah, like struggle. a mad scientist, more of a kind of persona because he had, yeah, like, I like exactly. his fixation like at the end is like, okay, we really need something to, but I don't have the right alloy, I need something to, that can harness that power. I'm like, but it's fine, but yeah. you didn't, you didn't, present any of those signs prior, like you're just in one episode, you're just... Yeah, or the, yeah. the struggle to get yeah. there and we know he was building the tower and all that, but like, I really wish we would have cut back mm -hmm. to him and just seeing that frustration and the creative process almost get like, um, oh God, I'm forgetting the name of the movie now. Andrew Garfield. Oh, um, tick, tick, boom. 
tick tick boom you know how the movie was all about the creative yeah. process and the struggle until the light bulb i wish we had elements of that with caliper yeah more. i agree yeah um i feel like i'm going on a a running spree <laughs> here but uh overall i think the acting was pretty yeah. solid uh most of these actors i don't know but i feel like most of them did a good job uh some of them a little less so but i would say the where it mattered most the actors did a good job uh we talked about it in the first impressions but the the production yes. value the set design the special effects we know where the money went fantastic <laughs> we know where the money went um yeah that, that's just my my quick rambling but we'll go back and forth on it now that i've gotten some thoughts it's on hard the table. to be as detailed as you uh, as you were because i think you said it better than most um same as you i didn't i don't i don't get the again same for this like halloween ends i don't get the huge like controversy where everybody's like it's shit it's it's a stinker i'm like no it's it's imperfect at times yes But it's Lord of the Rings. It tells a slow story. So you can build hype towards the battles that are going to come eventually. So I think that Ike's... I actually had no problem yeah. with the pacing. A lot, of, a lot of people brought up the pacing. I actually hope for season two that they don't speed things up. Because I know some people were critical of the Yeah, the because pacing, the best scenes... I do think the pacing the was The best important. scenes were not the battles in this. Uh, like like you said, I think that, uh-huh. again, Durin and Elrond did most of the the work. They were, I think, the most interesting arcs and interesting story of all the, the, the distinct parallel stories happening all at once. Um But yeah, the production value again excellent. It's a it's a wonder to look at on the uh, on your 4K screen. It's like you know that it's that they've put a lot of money into this for sure. Um, but what can I say? I'm not, because I'm not a, maybe I was not that because since I, I'm not a, so invested in the Lord of the Rings universe that maybe I wasn't that touched by all of this so I, i i enjoyed what i had at the end of this season one so maybe i'm i'm biased in that in that regard because i'm not i'm well i'm curious about that reaction because me i'm i'm watching it going well that happened well that's new yeah well that happened i don't that's have new. any clues that, that's of canon. what's real and what's not yeah, depending exactly on so yeah I, i'm constantly comparing it to the source material being like okay that's faithful that's not faithful but for you you don't have that basis of comparison so did you what was it like watching it without it was, a reference no, it was, point? i think it was it was liberating so i didn't have always to compare it to the books so it was it was it was i think it was yeah liberating and more relaxing viewing for me um but again no i'd like most of what i saw again the only the main worry i had i think is that They they really really even though I like most of the final episode I think they really rushed it because they took they took yeah. too much of their time during the whole season one and then at the very end they're like oh okay we need to show rings of power because it's the show is called rings of power and people are gonna see them we need to forge them in one episode but we never brought them up before in the entire season they just come up pop up at the at the very end. Um, Okay, we need to find out who the stranger is. Okay, but we didn't have any clue of who he was. Okay, but now we're we're gonna unveil everything right now. Uh, Sauron, we need to find out who he is, who he is among all the the, the candidates. Okay, we're gonna give them yeah. all the mystery, all, boxes, all the mystery boxes open one after the other. So I'm just like, how convenient is that? But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, that's why going back to the writing, it, it definitely felt like it was. It didn't feel no, organic. No, didn't feel organic. It looks staged a little bit, too staged. But yeah. I enjoy most of the characters. I think everything regarding Numenor, Galadriel, um, Durin, and Elrond, I liked. Harfoots, I had a little trouble at times. But at the end, it paid I'm off. I'm glad that they're not yes, going to be I'm like that Nori, season, Nori is going to be the stranger. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, you know... Yeah, I was yeah, like, you know, okay. he's gonna be handy eventually. He's gonna come into the plot eventually. It's gonna, it's gonna be important. So you know, it's gonna pay off eventually. But you're just like, okay, they're, but and he knows how to talk really well at the end of the episode. Yeah, like he, he, 
yeah. he, he figured yeah, that one exactly. out quick. So you're just like, okay, how did he figure this out? So yeah, and again, everything he said, you just like, okay, you have obvious references to Gandalf. Definitely some things that he said in both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. So I'm gonna get super nerdy. So we get the the line, "When in doubt, always yeah. follow your nose." And that's like a huge flag that's like, this is Gandalf, this is Gandalf. But they also said that they're going east to Rune. And I have my Middle Earth map. And Rune, where is that? (laughs) Right now. Well, Rune is to the east, and Tolkien wrote that the Blue Wizards went to Rune to thwart Sauron's efforts in the Second Age. So he's a Blue Wizard. So, well, that's my point. I wonder if one of two things. They just decided. We're going to replace the blue wizard with Gandalf. The audience knows Gandalf. And we'll just replace that responsibility with Gandalf. Or maybe just follow your nose is a common expression amongst the wizards. And this guy is going to be a new character that we've never seen before because we've never seen the blue wizard. But if they screen. if they do decide to make him Gandalf, is, there, is this breaking canon from how Tolkien wrote it? Because... Yeah, because Gandalf shows up in the third age. Okay, on a boat. because knowing, <laughs> knowing how usually like big streamers do things and how they actually handled this season, I'm like wondering if they're like okay, they're, they 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 want to give that big candy to the the audience and make him Gandalf, young Gandalf when he first arrived. But again, yeah, I, I especially for like people who don't yeah. know the source material, they're gonna watch it and be like Gandalf. That that's what I'm wondering. Right. There is probably, yeah, there's definitely more people who are casual Tolkien fans than there are hard. Because even when he was speaking, like when he was like doing full sentences and and really calm, but really also full of hope, optimistic when he was talking to Nori, I was like, he sounds like Ian McKellen. Like I was just, he he does sound Uh like Gandalf. So I'm just wondering, are they, is this what they're trying to tell us? I'm like, this, it's him. Like it's, it's. so, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if because they never yeah. named him, he's still the stranger. So I wonder if they're going to maybe use some of the feedback on season one, and maybe they have like script A and script mm. B, and then they'll decide where to go. Like, is he Gandalf? Script A. Is he a blue wizard? Script B. And they'll they're ready for both, but they don't know which one. Interesting. Go with. Possibly. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised, surprised both, because yeah. they 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 left that mystery floating around a little bit. But I'm glad I was right. <laughs> yeah, he's a <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna he's transfer a, you twenty wizard, bucks. Any type of wizard, but he's a wizard. So any I wizard, was waiting yeah. for the word. Like he's like they they they, they referred to me as what Ildar Ilsar. Istari yeah. and it's it, it, it means the wise one or wizard. I was like, yes, or wizard. <laughs> I was like, you're, a, you're like, ching. I was like, year ago, but no, that. But coming back yeah, to like, the oh, whole man. brand reveal that he's Sauron, but for sure, I think not even like I don't know. I think the last episode, like not not the final episode, the, the one before, just him coming up with a wound. I was like, oh okay, it, it's him. Like for sure, it's. It's it was perfectly well, I don't know, like just well settled for the reveal for him to be Sauron. Yeah. I was just like it it fits everything fits. It's like how do we get Sauron? Yeah, exactly. Well, he shows up with a wound and he needs elvish medicine for yeah. some reason. So he's just like all right. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like the the next day, yeah. he's up. No, it wasn't even subtle. No, it wasn't even problem. subtle, and he comes back to cerebrum, cerebrium, cerebrum. Calibrimbor. Uh, Calibrimbor. Sorry. <laughs> Calibrimbor. I'm sorry. I have uh, difficulties with my Elvish. Calibrimbor. And he's asking about like alloys. I'm just like, oh, okay. Or like, it's not even, it's not even subtle. Yeah. And then he says, uh, what for me, like I had strong suspicions ever since Halbrand was in the prison in Numenor. But when Halbrand said, oh, well, he's talking to Calibrimbor and Calibrimbor is like, wow, like, thanks for this information. And Sauron, Halbrand, goes, don't worry about it. It's a gift. A gift. I was like, Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I was like, a gift. Yep. <laughs> That's Sauron. That's a gift because uh, in the, the source material, Tolkien writes, when Sauron was in fair form, he was called he the Lord of gave, Gifts. He gave gifts. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, and I wonder because the Halbrand image is compromised now, but the actor Charlie Vickers is still going to be in season two. But we still have sixteen other rings to forge, plus yes. the one ring. So I, I think the one ring is going, going to be the last, the very last thing we see. Maybe like not. Oh. I think the one ring might be the first you thing think? we see. Oh, really? Okay. I think okay. so. Yeah, and then he might shapeshift, and we might have like a second actor. I don't know, but we'll have Halbrand, and then we'll have Anatar, mm. and then Anatar will be like, "Hey, y'all." And then he'll like embed himself back into Celebrimbor's workshop, working on the nine and the seven. But it's still gonna be Sauron, because Sauron has to be hands on with the next rings. Like he was hands off mm-hmm. with the three, but he has to be hands on for the next one. So I wonder how they're gonna tackle that, knowing Halibrand. Yeah, and everybody knows that right now. But and yeah, Galadriel being manipulated. But again, I found it like kind of poetic that. She was looking for him all along, and he was right next to her, like all along. I was just like, okay, it makes sense. She was so blind exactly that she couldn't see that it was him all along. But be curious to rewatch it and look for more dialogue that Halbrand says. Yeah, and it's because there's some of it that I've seen online where he's like, like the first thing Halbrand says on the show is, um, "Looks can be deceiving." It's true. No, he's yeah. dropping clues all over the place. But uh, yeah, but yeah. again, like you, you mentioned Galadriel, and you were, I think, a little disappointed, like on on her arc overall, but, or maybe just how she was portrayed. But I think I kind of had more respect, and I understood a little more at the end because, as you said, she's she plays detective basically from beginning to end. She's more, she's rough. She's all about business. She's not. She's not about anything else. She's not about romance, not that much into friendships. She's like just a severe elf. And I think that the fact the fact that she was deceived at the end, like she thought she she could do anything. She was so brave. She could defeat Sauron mm-hmm. by herself, but she was actually defeated. But just fooled basically, not defeated, fooled like by him yeah. so much that I think that it's going to like trouble her into her whole like her own being and just be like okay maybe i'm not that i need to be wiser and i think that's that's more yeah. the kate blanchett portion that we get eventually it's more about spiritual and not only yeah. wiser but she's literally gonna like pull yeah. away and like go into the forest yeah like an exile basically sort of because like, she's like i'm i'm useless yeah. or something yeah i, I can see that and she goes to uh, Lothlorien, takes the Ring of Power, and hides it essentially from Sauron. But she's like, I'm going to just rule my own little elven kingdom. And she sort of hides out, yeah. essentially. Like, she's still an ally and she still helps, but she's like, I need to remove myself from direct conflict. But I can see that transformation happening. I can see, like, the cracks, like, mm-hmm. in her, like, proud elvish soldier kind of. I don't know, kind of persona, like, right from the moment that she learns that Halbrand is Sauron, she just, like, shit. Like, I was, we were so wrong. Yeah. I, I, I dropped, dropped the, the ball. ball big time. I'm not as strong as I thought. Yeah. I'm not wise. I need, like, I need to think. Like, I need to recluse myself. Yeah. And Elrond understands this because yeah. Elrond got the scroll. But Celebrimbor and Gilgalad, at this point, they don't no, know. No, they don't. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Celebrimbor, they're just, like, for John, because we still need those rings, but they're also like, hope this doesn't come back to bite yeah. us. And she's fooled again because she's like super proud of like the rings that come out, the three rings. But like, well, yeah, but they were built because Sauron told you you should, and he told you exactly what materials yeah. to use. So you still you're still fooled right now, like what you're doing. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I I quite like how Halbrand when he was talking to Celebrimbor, he never actually said, "Do no. this." But he was more like thinking out loud to Celebrimbor. He's like, "Well, what if you do this instead?" You're, you're on. He was guiding him, but he let Celebrimbor come up with the answer yeah. himself. I think he, yeah. So he was like subconsciously planting ideas, and Celebrimbor's like, "Oh, I, I have it now." But it was really just like Sauron being like, "Well, I have the answer, and I just need to like plunk it yeah. into his head." You know what? I think that uh, uh, that's uh, like apart from Durin and Elrond, I would say that Halbrand is also like a bright spark in this in this first season because like you said, I think he played like the original Sauron before the Lord of the Rings really really well because 
at that point in time, they didn't they didn't know if he was truly a foe or not. They because again, he was so appealing, so sophisticated, so inviting in his proposals. So he's not like per se. It's almost like he's he's tempted. Like it's tempting to mm-hmm. go in his way. He doesn't come no, across no, as, like, no, 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 no. Like not a Voldemort, not a Voldemort armor. kind of persona. You know, he's really more ambiguous. Ambiguous. You know, he's not. Like, of course, you see him walking to Mordor, you're like, okay, he's he's evil. But, he like, listening to him, you're just like, well, it's... it's If if you were in Galadriel's shoes and you have no clue that he was Sauron, it's, you kind of dig this guy. You know, he's not... He's, he's, he's really persuasive. persuasive. He's not... Yeah. He, Our know. friend, uh, Brandon, who's uh, Live City, he sent us a, a message in our... We have a little yeah. group chat. And he says, like, he seemed like such a nice guy the yeah, whole time. It's true. And yeah. reference to Halbrand. And again, yeah. like how Sauron, even if he, when he drops, like Galadriel g- drops the gloves and said, I know who you are. He's, he's not even, men- well, a little bit, but not much. He's, he's not, not even menacing. He's just, yeah, that's true. It's me. But I'm, I'm trying to restore peace or I'm trying to, I'm trying something here that's never been tried before. I'm, he's not tr- saying I want to destroy everything. He's like, I'm. I'm trying to save us or something like that. I'm trying to do something yeah. more profound. Uh, it's it, like, it's, I don't know, the means justify the end, but it's just a question of like, he almost sounds like Thanos kind of, you know, not not really like a dark yeah. a dark Lord that wants to ravage, like to just destroy everything. No, it's more like there's, there's a weakness or a symptom in the society. I want to fix it. Like, I want to be the fixer. So that's what I enjoyed of Sauron in this. Yeah. He's not, he's... He's yeah. He's like there's a there's an appeal to him. She's, yeah. Yeah, and the writers said that for season two, which is already shooting right now, but they compared Sauron Halbrand more to like Walter yeah. White, which is good. <laughs> it's good. Which I like, like this. Yeah. Interesting. Curious. Yeah, I'm like okay, interesting. And they said we're gonna get a lot more of Sauron. I also saw a report based on an interview. But w- there's still going to be eight episodes, as far as I know, in season two. But two of those episodes will be one battle. Oh. Right. Yeah. It's like Helm's Deep so kind like, of uh, kind of battle, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, which kind of throws off my my t- potential timeline off a little bit because I I can't think of any major battle that would happen in season two. But there is one that I thought was going to happen in season three. So I'm like, maybe do we know? Is it is it the one I'm thinking about? Is it's the one two. opening up Fellowship of the Ring, right? Do we think it's this one? No, it's no. That, for sure, that's going to be the the series, be the series finale. finale. The the one we we see the yeah. the opening of the Fellowship. So the yeah, I won't say what I think the the battle is because it is a spoiler for those who don't know the material. Um, but there is certainly a big battle on the horizon closer than the uh, the one that we see at the beginning mm. of fellowship all right I can't, yeah. can't, curious to yeah. see yeah so I'm, I'm curious about it um i i'm you brought up the harfoots i'm glad that they're being written out <laughs> wait wait do you didn't like the harfoots the the irish harfoots <laughs> It's not per se that I didn't mind the Harfoots, <laughs> but I thought that whenever they were on screen and we were focusing more on the the subculture of Harfoots, I thought it derailed the pace. It d- yeah, it did. And apart from them being... Because they don't serve a higher purpose, like p- considering all the other races and all the other... Uh-huh. They, they just walk along to where they need to go, but it's 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 only because of Nori and like her friend that... The stranger is learning about like ways of life, so yeah, th- you you can see that they're little a little bit meaningless in the whole scheme of things. They don't they don't contribute to anything that much. They just yeah, I, I do I do agree that yeah, they're yeah, along exactly. for the ride. I, think I do agree that it's good that they they disappear from season two and they just keep Nori and the stranger. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be much more focused. Nori will allow us. To- to have a an audience avatar to ask questions but it won't be bogged down by like the walking off the trail those who get left behind or you know what i would do like uh, just the day-to-day of or you know what i would do i would actually wait until maybe the last the very last season and when when snorri is done with their journey she comes back to them and they discover that they build the Shire or something like that. Or they actually, yeah. See, yeah. I'd be okay with that. 
I would be perfectly They actually found their, like, what, their, I don't know, their their, their paradise or their, their distant home. land. And they said, well, yeah. we, call, we called it the Shire. And, like, they, they, they became... Yeah, because they're, they're always they wandering. They it's like, hobbits. And they, maybe there was, like, yeah. s- like, I don't know, like, sub-brands of Harfords. And one of them is actually the hobbits from the Shire. So I think that, that would be, that would work well. And that, and if, yeah, if I think so. you know what, if they actually make the stranger Gandalf, it would make sense, like, how he would be close to this race because he actually was with them all along yeah. since he arrived in middle earth yeah and then knows where the yeah. shire is like if if the stranger is gandalf and the series ends with him walking nori to the shire like and you just see like the roaring hills and like the trees and the hobbit holes and all that and it ends on like the door or something I won't, I won't be, be mad. It's going to be kind of poetic and like full circle, but yeah, I mean, it, it's now yeah. it's a possibility. Like, is it uh, is it on the nose? Yes. Will I be mad? No. Yeah. No, we'll see. But it's been yeah. close to an hour, so we can maybe have closing remarks on yeah. Rings of Power. But um, yeah. So, what did you think over like show this? The show wraps. Are you excited for season two? I, w- I think I will get excited. Uh, right now, I'm just like, well, okay, cool. Now I have other content to stream through. But yeah, I- I'm still curious about season two for sure. So if I would give it a grades or a letter, I think it's I think it's a B or maybe close to a B plus. It's maybe a, like a 7.5 out of 10. Um, so maybe a B, but I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good B. Like I, I, it's not a stinker, yeah. far from it. It's, I think you need to respect... Like maybe okay, the last final episode I would have done things a little differently here and there, but overall, I mean, it's an appealing show. Um, well shot, script-wise, here and there, it's a couple of fall uneven, uneven, but not like bad, not terrible. Yeah, some parts that are really good, some parts okay, that are rough. rough. So that's uneven, why I say uneven but not overall, te- not terrible. And uh, just no. it's again, it's they're building arcs they'll building a universe i think they're also trying to bring in a new generation of fans in the lord of the rings universe i mean we're we're old guys like at 30 30 something but and we grew up with the original trilogy but most most new new watcher new uh, like subscribers to streaming services they're younger than us they didn't they didn't grow up with uh the lord of the rings movie not even maybe or maybe they're a little young when the hobbits the hobbit was around so it's it's fine. I think that I'm, I'm I I was okay with how they they went at things. Um, I it's still season one, so I mean it's you're gonna discover what's gonna happen with the, the characters after that. So people saying, oh, why did um, Bear, what Boron, Arendir, and Theo disappeared? Well, you'll they'll be back next season. You'll see what they become. Maybe it's gonna mean something. Maybe not. But. So I, I don't know. I think I'm more patient. I guess I'm just. It's the first season, guys. It's it's gonna pan mm-hmm. out, and I think they drop. It's a lot they, of setup. It's a lot of but, setup, but for yeah. a show, for a universe like this one, especially Tolkien, it needed to be to happen. I mean, it's so much exposition. It's so much world building. It's huge, like to- the Tolkien verse. It's if we were to like scale it all five seasons to compare it to like one movie, let's say. Uh, let's say it's like a, a five-hour like extended mm-hmm. cut, or yeah, like well, we'll say six hours just so I can make it nice and even. We've only seen like a sixth of the runtime. We were still in yeah, Act One for sure. We're still in Act One. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, or if we were to like scale that in terms of minutes for the 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 trilogy. I think if we were to like scale this, we're probably only at Rivendell. Yeah. Yeah, if we were to like compare the run times, just a rough estimate, but like we haven't gotten very far. No, yet. and it's fine. It's world uh, building. It's just like keep keep moving. We'll get there eventually, but it's gonna be yeah. a slow burn, and it's fine because that's how Tolkien does it. So, yeah, yeah. But that's that's me. I think I'm in the yeah. same boat as you. Uh, I'm also probably a seven point five. Uh, when it's good, it's good. When it's okay, it's okay. I don't think it's ever. Shite. No, it's not shite. No, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. But there are parts where it feels just okay. But there are other parts where it's like, nice, that was well done, well acted, I like the score. Um, 
I think it's probably safe to say it's better than The Hobbit so far. Uh, the first, the the last film definitely. The, I like the second film though. I like Desolation of Smog, but I didn't read the book, so you can maybe say in terms of the the, the literally the literary uh, the book. Sorry, the literary content, but um, and maybe better than the first film here and there it depends but desolation of smog was awesome so i would say maybe it's as good as desolation of smog or maybe the desolation of smog is maybe a little bit better maybe a little bit but yeah that's why that's what my nah. my opinion <laughs> alone <laughs> i think it's I, I quite like the desolation of smog as well it's the my favorite of the three um i would say this is probably a smidge yeah a smidge maybe smoke yeah a mm -hmm. smidge yeah just because i think that a the production is way better like the cgi in the hobbit yeah. is rough there's no doubt about it and a lot of the characters beyond the core ones do get lost in yeah. the background um and the hobbit can be needlessly drawn out and so there are characters in this show, like mainly the elves and the dwarves, that I just found more compelling at the yeah. end of the day. Um, yeah. So at the end of the day, I think it's just a bit better than The Hobbit, but it does not reach the heights of the movies. I don't think anyone expected it to reach no. the original Peter Jackson movies, and that's fine. The bar is already too high to try and grasp for it. Um, so probably a solid 7.5 out yeah. of 10 for me. Uh, this season was a lot of laying the foundation, getting you up to speed, reintroducing, as you said. So with that in mind, there is an expectation for season two to build on these foundations. Yeah. True. Well said. So we yeah. agree. And I think season two will make or break this Possibly. show. Yeah, we said the same thing about the Halo show, but yeah. it's true. Uh, but this is not a stinker for sure. But yeah. I would I would agree with that. It all depends like how because again, season one is a is an experiential phase. I think people need to remember that it's not it's it's a pilot season. Like people are trying to say, mm -hmm. sometimes it's not even sure they're gonna do a, se a second season after the first one. They want to see how people are gonna react, how people are gonna. Well, yeah. Meanwhile, they're already yeah, exactly so now they two, right? they're like, yeah, we need they, to go. They, they knew there was gonna be a hit, so. Um, yeah. I think it's already confirmed for five seasons. I think even if. It's a crow. I think Amazon's committed to the five, regardless. Right, yeah, they need to stick the landing then. Uh, yeah, because I think if they cancel it, considering it's the biggest budget yeah, TV would be a show, yeah. I think I think the embarrassment and the 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 the, the respect and the reputation of the studio would go out yeah. the door. So I think even if, unless the newer num the viewer numbers drop to embarrassing levels, which right well, now it won't it's be not, the case. I think not. Well, I mean, it depends how how hard they drop. Well, Rings the ball, of Power was com competing with House of the Dragon for viewership. Like viewership is not a problem. Uh, I think they want a better online engagement. But if viewership drops, that'll be a problem. But if things stay consistent, we will see the five seasons. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, no, I'm yeah. I'm curious. I'm interested. We'll see next. Well, it's going to be next fall. So fall 2023. We'll see what happens for season two. Well, there's no release window yet. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if we get spring 2024. Oh, yeah, we kids. It's a long production. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long production and there's a lot of yeah. effects. But uh, I'm hoping for and they relocated to Scotland as opposed Good. to New Zealand. So I'm hoping for fall 2023. Wouldn't be surprised if it's 2020. Okay, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah. again, we'll people, the critics who say this is a stinker, like in our professional expertise, they're wrong. It's not a stinker. It's fine. Yeah. It's not. It's not perfect, but, but it's give it a, watch. Give it a watch. But be patient. Yeah. I think that's the key word here. It's it's a universe that takes time to build, and it takes time to fully appreciate. I get, that was my case, like yeah. coming in the Lord of the Rings universe when yeah. I was a kid and even now. And I think especially for Tolkien more than anything else, more than Star Wars, more than, uh, I don't know, how even Game of Thrones in some ways. I think Tolkien deserves more respect for the work, more patience, more exposition. It's normal. So if you're frustrated because you think you didn't get many answers or 
that some not like enough, enough action, action some arcs you're like what the fuck where are they you'll get your answers eventually but it's gonna be a long run so stay tuned for more i guess <laughs> yeah uh so yeah well that's the end of the show we we hope yeah. you liked it uh next time we'll we'll be together we'll do this but same thing for house, we'll of the dragon. Or house of the dragon <laughs> yeah, away, yeah away exactly uh yeah uh, if we're right in time before halloween we can maybe discuss uh, a little more about scary movies and horror films maybe if we're able to do so yeah. and uh yeah we'll uh, close the loop on the so. uh, mm. house of the dragon i'll be looking forward to that yeah we'll be looking forward to that i don't want to talk about it right now but that's what you can expect next episode. A lot of house of the Awesome, man. Well, it was a pleasure. It was a good chat. Thanks so much. And uh, we'll Thank catch you. up later. Bye-bye. Cheers, everyone. Thanks Cheers. for listening. Bye.